0: Some questions that I love and kind of mentioned it before, what keeps you up at night? Now you start to kind of peel back the onion with them. And there's kind of like the softball questions. What are your goals? What are your objectives? What are certain things you're looking to accomplish next year? Um, Tell me about your team culture. What are certain things that you think you can do better? But for me, whenever I ask what keeps you up late at night, It, it seems to resonate because a lot of people, that's one of those things where... Everyone's face down, they're working, they're grinding. Everyone's kind of going through their day-to-day thing, putting out fires, growing their business, doing these things. And then late at night, early in the morning, this is when a lot of CEOs or a lot of people that are making real business decisions are really thinking about and noodling on their business. So that is a question that I usually ask, and I usually always get some fantastic insight.
1: That's one. All steps for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. to
0: go to the moon. Not because they are easy, but because they I are hard. I have odd. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven.
2: Six. Five. Four. four three. Two. One.
0: Super, 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 super.
2: Super You.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Super U Podcast. It's a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. I'm Jake from Equal Man Studios. Welcome to the show. Today, Eric sits down with the founder of Old City Media, Ray Sheehan. Ray has a background in strategic planning, marketing, event management, and advertising and has helped the company expand from one city in the United States to an international agency. Ray is recognized as a leader in the special events industry and an innovative thinker in the Philadelphia community and beyond. Eric and Ray discuss experiential marketing, tips for making sales, the best questions to ask when pitching to potential clients, and Ray offers valuable advice to entrepreneurs. Old City Media is a national marketing agency helping brands connect with target demographics, through experiential marketing at a fraction of the cost. This process is achieved through their robust network of clients and proven formula of brand integration. Thank you again for tuning in to today's Super U podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Ray Sheehan.
2: Well, welcome to today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. It's such a fantastic day. We're going to have Ray Sheehan here today, and he's going to give us some good advice. And so, Ray, welcome to the Super U Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me on the pod. I am super excited to be here. So let's get into it, man.
2: Yeah, no, I love the energy. And we always like to do comic book kind of origin stories. So just give us three to four minutes. How'd you get where you are? What are you doing? All that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll give you the, the 30,000 foot view. So I really come from the special event space. So for the past 30 years, we would come in and we would take over a major league ballpark and produce these massive beer, wine, very lifestyle-focused events. You would love to come out, you and your significant others. When, when your kids get a little older, maybe they can enjoy it. But these were very lifestyle-focused events, tacos, beer, pizza, And then COVID happened. And, you know, once that landed on my lap, obviously no fun, no bringing people together. I needed to do like a major pivot. And that's what we did. And we kind of adapted to the environment. And we started doing more experiential events. And we brought that party to retail and grocery. But for the past 20 years, we've been event producers and really focusing in on experiential marketing.
2: No, I love it. And so walk me through a typical partner. Someone comes to you and they go, Ray, we need this. And then walk us through how you help them. What do you put together?
0: So typically brands are coming to us. And when I say brands, think home improvement. It could be telecom, energy, really insurance, you name it. Any brand out there that's trying to grow their business. Maybe they have a product. Maybe they have a service. And what they're ultimately looking to do is integrate their brand into the fabric of the community. So essentially what we do, we're like Match.com for brands and retailers and grocery partners. So what we do, we take the brand and we try to identify, well, that brand, who is their real target audience? Maybe they're trying to get in touch with a homeowner. Maybe they're trying to get in touch with a young active adult. Maybe they're trying to get back into underserved communities. Whatever their main objectives are, we then find retail and grocery partners that kind of align with their objectives. And then again, we kind of bring them together so then the brand could go out and market themselves promote themselves and sell their products and services that's essentially what we do and then conversely on the retail side on the grocery side we're showing those companies creative ways to monetize their property we're showing them hey there's other things that you could be doing at retail and grocery to grow your business
2: okay and then do you have any examples of what that might look like so if any you're talking grocery we're talking I, I mean, it could be Publix. I'm sure it could be Piggly Wiggly. It's Safeway. It's H-E-B down in Texas where we are, Kroger.
0: Yeah, so typically, let's take home improvement. I'm sure a lot of your listeners out there, subscribers, maybe they are you know, a homeowner. And what we like to do is you could take a brand, maybe it's a renewal, maybe it's in windows and doors, or maybe they're roofing, or maybe they're in bathroom and kitchen remodeling. So essentially what we do is we take that brand and we give them a footprint at that, grocery store at that big box retailer. So the idea was, the thinking was, these brands, they go to home shows all the time. And typically a homeowner will go to a home show to get inspiration. Or maybe they're thinking about, hey, what are certain things that we can do to to increase the property value of our home? So we take that experience and we bring that experience to the local grocery store. So now when the consumer head into their grocery store, obviously there's a built-in trust there. Consumers look at that grocery store. They're a pillar in the community. They've been in the community for 50 years. Or take a brand like Ace Hardware. Like A lot of these Ace Hardwares, they've been around for 50 years. So there's there's a sense of trust between the consumer and that retail brand. And essentially what we're doing is we're taking this home improvement brand and we're putting them in the middle So when the consumer is going there to their local Ace Hardware store or to that local grocery store, and they see that brand there, there's a little bit of what I like to call consumer confidence. So the brand can have a conversation with that consumer, can talk to them, hey, yeah, I'm thinking about resurfacing my kitchen cabinets. I want a more modern kitchen. Great. These are certain things you can do, some tips and tricks. And here are certain things that we can do. Or us as the home improvement company, here's how we can help you. So essentially we take my event background when there were no events and we take that event methodology and apply that to grocery and retail
2: no i love it and i think that Correct me if i'm wrong so i walk into heb this is a couple of years ago and i'm checking out and all of a sudden i see there's flooring so they've got these flooring samples right as i walk out the door and we did new floors for the bedroom so i go oh uh, let's check these out kids are with us wife's with us we're we're, we're looking at we like this one. Let's call these guys, see what it is. And then boom, all of a sudden we've, we've got a new floor. Uh, so that's essentially what you're talking about.
0: That's exactly right. But, but what I wanted to do, so COVID we're in the middle of COVID now and I'm thinking about pre COVID and I don't know if you or your listeners have ever been in the mall and there's like that annoying person trying to spray you with like some new age perfume or something. Right. So you want to avoid that, that person. Right. So I was like, this program cannot be that. They're, they cannot be hawkers. This cannot be some hardcore solicitation because the HEB is going to kick us out. They're, we need to enhance the customer experience while they're shopping. And whether that's a little coloring book exercise for the children, maybe they're getting a free HEB gift card. Maybe they're just getting some valuable insight. Maybe the, the brand's um, giving them some merchandise or swag. So for me, it was... Yes, we're there to educate, yes, we're there to sell, but we also need to provide value, we need to provide insight. So for me, like currency comes in all different forms. So that's the way that I wanted to frame this up. But you're exactly right, having that brand there, talk to consumers, while they're at their local grocery store, that was the model.
2: Nice. No, that's great. That's great. And then switching gears a little bit here, because all of our listeners, everyone is in sales, whether you think it or not. So even if you're a parent trying to get your kid to eat broccoli or green beans, you're in sales. You're trying to convince that kid to eat that broccoli, those green beans. A lot of people that are old school are like, just eat it. You know That doesn't really work. And if you read Daniel Pink's book Drive, he'll explain why that's not a good approach and you don't want to give if then awards, like if you eat it, then you get a dessert, but that's a whole nother podcast, a great book by Daniel Pink. If you ever want to get into that, but yeah, essentially all of us are in sales. It could be your nonprofit person trying to get someone to come to the charitable event or donate their time. So no matter what we do, we're in sales. So we'd love to get some insights from you. Who do you sell to? And then what have you found to be the most effective approach uh, to, to getting that sale?
0: So for me, and I've always believed this and people were like well Ray you're in sales or business development and I'm like I'm really in the business of solving problems so for me it's all about problem solving it's all about trying to identify what are their real challenges and I think if you can if you can identify what their challenges are in any in any business in any space To me, I think you're then heading down the right path. So anyone out there that's listening is trying to figure out how can I really sharpen my scale skills? And this probably seems like very common sense, but it's been very, it's treated me very well. It's really asking a lot of questions and really understanding who your audience, what their real problems are, and then getting into solution-based thinking and developing a solution based around their challenges.
2: What are some of your go-to questions? Because then I'll give you a second to think about that. But you probably have some like, oh, this question always is a winner or this one's a winner. And so when you think about relationships, they're all built on questions. And so the better questions we can ask, this is true on the family side, this is surely true on business. So the better questions we can ask, the deeper our relationships can be. So for example, I used to, when I speak on stage, it used to be, hey, I'm gonna entertain and, and educate them. But if you had to pick one, which one you would you pick? And that seems pretty straightforward question and they always say both and that's common, right? No one wants to make a decision. And so I'd get frustrated. And then I realized I thought that they were the issue is them. But if you ask that question 10 times and they all say the same, want both, then it's you, not them. And it's a question that you're asking. And so to adjust that question, now I ask, I'm going to entertain, educate and empower people. If I gave you 10 gold coins that you cannot break and had to allocate those across those three buckets for this audience, entertain, educate, empower, how would you allocate those coins? Now, sometimes they'll say equal, and then I'll say, no, no, you can't have it equal. You got to put one extra in one of the buckets. And so it's just the better question. You know, good questions are helpful, but great questions really build those relationships. So do you have any go-to questions that, the, like this one always works and it could be personal, it could be business, it could be both. but uh, any questions that you you find that are super helpful?
0: Some questions that I love and th- and I, I kind of mentioned it before, what keeps you up at night? And for me, that just now you start to kind of peel back the onion with them. And there's kind of like the softball questions. What are your goals? What are your objectives? What are certain things you're looking to accomplish next year? Um, Tell me about your team culture. What are certain things that you think you can do better? But for me, whenever I ask what keeps you up late at night, that is something that a lot of it, it seems to resonate because a lot of people that's one of those things where, everyone's face down, they're working, they're grinding, everyone's kind of going through their day-to-day thing, putting out fires, growing their business, doing these things. And then late at night, earlier in the morning, the this is when a lot of CEOs or a lot of people that are making real business decisions are really thinking about and noodling on their business when they can decompress a little bit. And these are the things that kind of keep them up at night. So that's a question that I usually ask. And I usually always get some fantastic insight.
2: I love it. I love it. I'm gonna ask you for another one. If you don't have one, that's fine. I'm gonna give you the time to think. But that question, what keeps you up at night, is also useful in your interpersonal relationships because it's a good question. You have to know the person a little bit quite well. You're not gonna just ask that to someone you just met. But if you know someone quite well, after you that's a great question to ask. Like what's keeping you up at night? Because you can ask them that a week from that day, because it changes, right? Absolutely. And so you might become known as the guy or girl that asked that question. Uh, But everyone loves talking about themselves and everyone loves thinking about deep thoughts like that. Hmm. What is keeping me up at night? And You've helped them out um, and that's what you're trying to do. So you might not have any other questions, but any, any other ones you got, that was a great one.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what? I'd like to ask questions about things that just aren't business related, you know? So for me, and when you're thinking about sales, I love to just understand my audience. I love to understand the people that I'm working with. I love to to understand their likes and interests and not just for the salesy thing, like, hey, how was your fit? Just to really, truly understand the person that I'm speaking with. So for me, I try not to be 100% laser focused on business I look at it as like, I want to understand their backstory. I want to understand maybe their education. I want to understand their likes and interests. Like what are they really into? Um, And maybe there's certain things that I like uh, from interest. So for me, there's the very business side of like the, the questioning and stuff that I want to get. Obviously we're there to do business and stuff like that. We all have to put macaroni and cheese on the table, but there's other softer questions that I love to ask just to get to know my potential client a little better, which sometimes people maybe forget about. So um, there's a bunch of uh, questions as it relates to that, but those are certain things that I love to get into.
2: No, it's good. And I'm going to ask you a question here because it relates to what you just said, because I want to know a little bit more about you. And so what would you say you kind of know more than most people. So it could be you played rugby and everyone in the United States has, I talked to a guy who's past I have no idea how the rugby rules works. So I was just peppering this guy with questions on how that, that game function. Um, or it could be, think about a mindset if you're on Jeopardy and the host said, you actually get to choose the final Jeopardy question. What category are you gonna choose? Like for me, it's Michigan State basketball, 1994, <laughs> because I was on the team. I'm probably gonna beat almost anyone at that so if you think about it, that that mindset um and obviously we're being it's kind of a tricky question because it's like oh i'm great at this No, but it's really the question of what would you say like the jeopardy question you think you'd have a better chance than most and it can be the more esoteric the better maybe you know origami i don't know so <laughs> go for it what do you what do you got ray
0: let's get into some quadratic equations right now <laughs> <laughs> it, it would probably be surfing uh I oh up- nice Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, so I grew up by the beach. I grew up just living on the water, being a lifeguard. So, and there is, I say that there are a million better surfers out there. So I would say I'm probably average at best, but, you know, been to some cool islands and some cool places, but it's just one of those sports where a lot of people don't do it. So I would just say that there's a lot of people out there. that are a lot talented, a lot smarter than me. I just happen to pick a sport that not a lot of people do. So I'll lean on surfing. That'll be my final answer.
2: Surfing, I love it. And a lot of people out there that, like myself, are terrible at surfing. I'm not going to do it anymore but because I'd land on my head too many times. I never really got up on the board for more than 10 seconds. What would be the tip for a beginner that's out there that now that you know a little bit more, it's like most beginners make this mistake.
0: Get a lesson um, on it, honestly. So there, there are professionals out there. And I feel like a lot of times people just like, I know how to do this, or I can kind of figure it out. Like a lot of people are just like me, like I'm a problem solver. I'll figure it out. And for me, get a lesson only because you want to just make sure you're a good swimmer. Right. So there's there's first and foremost, there's a safety part of surfing. You're in the water. Accidents do happen. So I would definitely recommend a lesson. And then the ocean is just it's it's a funny beast. And there's certain things like what's under the water reef or pilot. So there's a lot of different things with getting a lesson where that instructor a can teach you how to surf can go through some safety things. And then when you're actually looking to go surfing, maybe you're going to an island, you want to make sure like where you're going, you should be surfing there. I remember this one time funny story. I'm in Costa Rica, and somebody on the beach is going like this octile octa. And I didn't understand it. It was crocodiles. I was in a really, really bad area. So Practice what you preach. If you're going to take on surfing, make sure you get a lesson. That instructor will provide a ton of insight and actually point you in a direction of where you should actually be surfing and not swimming in crocodile infested waters.
2: No, that's good. That's good. I mean, the last time, I, it's crazy. I was in Australia and we rented some surfboards and went out and we don't know what we're doing and we're out there and there's really no one out there surfing Even those uh Byron Bay which is super popular surfing spot yeah. we're like we're in Byron Bay we gotta surf this is what I was in my 20s and then finally someone comes along the beach it's like crikey mate what are you doing <laughs> you're crazy it's great white shark season that's why no one's out here like what well they didn't tell us that we rented the boards but of course they wanted the money right they wanted the money they're probably like these idiot Americans, we'll write you some boards. You're gonna go be some chum out there uh, for those great whites. So, what's the best advice you've ever been given?
0: Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. You know, I I, for me, it's just you really need to truly value time. And for me, it's like you know, I have an amazing wife and children, and I was able to really you know grow the business. And I feel like, and there's a, a lot of people out there can probably relate to this. Just Constantly running and running and building and business and focusing on business. And I really need to take a step back and appreciate the time and unplug and spend time with my children and really make myself present. And as the older I'm getting, the more and more I kind of appreciate that, that just time is a really, really precious thing. Um, So that's probably one of the things now that I'm getting older um, that I'm really valuing more in life is really to appreciate time
2: no that's good and it, it's funny because the beginning of every year we have my book the focus project and at the beginning of the year we give out snippets of it starting january 1 because it's all about focus and a huge component of that is being intentional with your time uh and me i'm the author right i went through the two-year project this week has been bananas so you're gonna have those weeks and then you got to pause to go so i've done a better job of just constantly looking at my schedule weeks out months out, days out, just to kind of move stuff around where I can or delete it when I can move it off there. But this has been a crazy week and that happens to all of us. So give yourself some grace. And I love that. It's all about that time. And so uh, the audience is going to look forward to us releasing some of those those items at the beginning of the year because it's a good time to kind of be better. And that's what we say, just be 1% better. So that's fantastic. And you've helped us become 1% better today ray any um closing words or any uh words of advice or any anywhere people can find out about you
0: yeah the only thing i would say and i, I know we talked about it in the beginning any brand really out there in any space that's looking to grow their company maybe they have a product or service i would love to have a conversation with them and even just provide some free insight and any retailer out there or grocery partner out there thinking about hey how can we not be bed, bath, and beyond? How? What are ways that we can, what are things that we can do to drive in additional revenue and help monetize our property and provide value to our customers? Anyone out there in the, in those two different spaces, I would love to have a conversation with them. They can find me um, at ray at oldcitymedia.com or just go to our website, oldcitymedia.com, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with each and every one of your um, audience members today.
2: I love it. Love it. Any words, advice, 30 seconds on for entrepreneurs? Just
0: keep doing what you're doing. Honestly, just keep doing what you're doing. I know a lot of times it's difficult, it's hard, it's rough. And for us out there to kind of just pave in the way, just continue doing what you're doing and just keep up the good work.
2: I love it. I love that your focus, you go, I always got to pause and really understand that time's so precious, especially with the family, especially this time of year. And so uh, wonderful advice uh, for all of our listeners out there. So can't thank you enough, Ray, and uh, hopefully have you back on the show sometime soon. Thanks for having me on the pod. So thanks again for listening to today's Super You podcast. Again, it's a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. And if you want to pay it forward, make sure you go post a review for the Super You podcast because what that will do, it allow others that aren't familiar with our podcast to discover it. And hopefully that allows them to unlock and unleash their inner superpower. So that's it for today's show. I'm your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind.
0: Seven, six, six five,
2: four, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 super you. Oh, here's about.